What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, uh, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, catechesis, uh, works with charity, acts of justice. The list goes on. I will then sit with your questions, pray with them, study them, and hopefully respond to you in a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. But my disclaimer is this and has always been this. I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. Therefore, the advice that I share with you might not actually be good for you. If that's the case, then I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ in the sacraments and in scripture and in prayer and in study so that God can give you the grace that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time and your walk toward eternity. If you are a first time listener, uh, you came up with your own questions at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. That's A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S. H. You can also give me your criticisms there, critiques, comments, concerns uh, for, about this episode or future episodes uh, as well. Uh, on today's show, I'm super excited because uh, we have a special guest with us, Father Mark Mary. He is a CFR Franciscan, and um, I've always had a just an affection for that particular religious community. I'll share why later. But yeah, Father Mark Mary, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's going on, Father Josh? Really grateful. Yeah, really grateful for the chance to join you here. Yeah, so fun fact, I uh, so I had my conversion back in 2004, it was June 26, 2004, 8 o'clock p.m. Saturday night in Alexandria, Louisiana at Steubenville South Conference. And after that conference, I perceived an invitation to be to discern the priesthood. Didn't want to do it. Um, but one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it was because I never saw a black priest uh, my whole life. So I was like, there's a number of reasons why I didn't want to be a priest. But one reason was I was like, there's no way like God doesn't call black people because I never saw a black priest. And so then I went to a diocesan youth conference and there was this CFR there and he had had braids and he was rapping and I, I thought he was black. I thought he was mixed like me and his father Stan Fortuna. And I was like, oh my gosh, they got a black priest. I'm so, and he raps too. And I used to rap. And so I was so excited to meet him. And, uh, and after I met him, I found out he was Italian. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> but I'm super grateful for the CFRs and just for your witness and your way of life. It's, uh, it's really inspiring. And for your podcast, man. I've been, during Lent, I don't listen to podcasts, uh, but during Lent, I picked up your podcast. And, yeah, y'all, the, the your brotherhood, your fellowship with your your fellow CFRs is, is beautiful. Your friendship is awesome. I want to be a CFR if you're listening to y'all's podcast. So, uh, if you'll take me, I'm ready to join. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for your kindness, Father. And I don't know if you remember, we met. Yeah, a Baton number Rouge. of years ago. Yeah, chimes. Yeah, we had, yeah, we, had a, exactly. we had a burger together by LSU. Exactly. Who was it? Chris Miguel. Who, who was it? Chris Miguel. Exactly. And who else? Somebody else was there too. I, I my connection was Chris. I don't remember who else was there, but because that LSU sent a, b a bunch of missionaries down to Honduras when I was, where I was living there at the yes, time. Yes, that's true. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I were you were you the chaplain? I was the chaplain at LSU at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just remember hearing them speak so highly about Father Josh, and so I was grateful we had a chance to to connect. And now this is our kind of our first time connecting again in a while. I it think. has been a, a hot minute, and I think was it Father Stephen Dufran with you then? Uh, yep, exactly. What's his religious name? That's it. That's it. Father oh, Stephen. it is. Okay. Well, yeah. oh, my bad. I thought that was his baptismal name. Okay, cool. Awesome. Sweet. Sweet. It was. He kept it. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that confused because Dyson Priest, we don't we don't get to pick a. Right. I think if I was a, if I could pick my own religious name, I would either pick um, Fidelis de la Eucharistia, like faithful to the mm-hmm. Eucharist, um, mm-hmm. or I would pick uh, Elijah or Noah. That would be that would be kick butt. Noah would be a bad name. Um, <laughs> we don't have a Noah. Well, I guess, I guess as long if you got the habit for me, bro, I'm moving to the, to the Bronx, I guess. Um, yeah, so on today's show, we're going to be talking about prayer, right? You just wrote a really cool book. Uh, can you give me the title? Habits for Holiness. Habits for Holiness, with, with and, it, and it's an ascension book, Can't With Ascension. Yeah, Habits for Holiness, and so it's all about just the interior life. It's very practical, right? Exactly. You know, it, ta- it steals from, like, basically, I'm trying to respond to the question that these people have, like, I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow him radically. I, I live in the world. I I don't really know what it looks like because sometimes people have the desire, but they don't really have a ton of reference points to know like how how it actually like what it actually looks like. What do I actually do? What's the next best step? And so the the work of the book was stealing from some of the wisdom of our own following of of, of the Lord in the midst of a crazy world and trying to flesh it out so that it was really accessible and practical for particularly the laity. That's awesome. Yeah, I know um, a lot of the great saints who preceded us in our walk toward eternity, they wrote specifically for friars or for nuns, uh, for priests. So if you read like John the Cross's writings, sometimes they don't seem accessible because he wasn't writing for lay people. Teresa of Avila was not writing for laity um, and St. Benedict wasn't. But I think one of the only saints uh, who died, one of the only canonized saints who did this was St. Francis de Sales. Like he specifically wrote for the lay faithful, but outside of him, very few did. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that you as a religious who, you accompany so many lay people, um, both in the streets, but also in the domestic church as well. Uh, I think it'd be a great gift for the church to be able to get some practical wisdom on how we can grow in our relationship with Jesus. Amen. And that's, yeah. And that's the hope. That's the hope right there. Awesome. So uh, to, to, to give people a little teaser of some of the gifts that you are going to provide for them in this book, uh, we are going to uh, tackle these topics today uh, together. But, and I'll give the topics right now. And before we do the topics, we're going to do some glory stories. So the topics are, how do we hear God's voice, uh, divine intimacy with the Lord, silent prayer and praying out loud, and then uh, praying for the conversion of loved ones. Like we all got people in our family who we're close to who have uh, either strayed from the faith or are never accepted the Lord. And so, uh, yeah, how do we persevere in those kind of prayers for those people? But again, before we get into those awesome topics, I want to share with you a glory story. So my glory story, Padre, uh, is just my love for scripture, man. John 14, 15, 16, and 17 continue to speak to me all the time. And like, I can read it every day and every day the word of God just like, ah, oh, hits me with something new. And I was praying with it yesterday in my, my, um, my hour with the Lord. And well, actually, so I first prayed with it in the morning and then I did another hour with the Lord in the evening and just to go like for more and I was drawn, it was John 14 specifically, where Jesus says, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I'm going to the Father. And as I was like praying with that, I just, man, it was like, uh, I was drawn to the Blessed Virgin Mary and Joseph's relationship. And I could just see Mary saying that to Joseph, like, Joseph, like, if you love me, 
you would rejoice that I'm 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 going to the Father right now. And I believe because Joseph obviously knew like there's something different about Mary. I don't think she cheated on me. She's pregnant. This must be of the Lord. And he like so I was like just praying. I was like, man, how did Joseph rejoice? How did he rejoice with her? And then I was drawn to like Mother Teresa whenever she first presented her idea that was given to her by the Lord of founding the Missionaries of Charity Sisters. And she presented to her her mother superior and the mother superior was not excited about it. And, and I was like, man, like sometimes we don't rejoice when our Lord is calling our other brothers and sisters to, a, to abide with, with, with him in a new way. And uh, just praying for that for my own, my own, you know, family and, and, uh, and, yeah, and just friends and, and ministries and yeah, and then I was like drawn to the apostles and did the did the apostles rejoice whenever Mary was assumed into heaven because she was going back to the Father and and then whenever the apostles were sent out uh, to go be missionary disciples all over the world to share the joy of the gospel with all the nations, did they rejoice when they were separated from each other? Because certainly there's like that just that that natural love that you have and you live in community and you have different assignments that you receive from your superiors and um and when our superiors like give us different places like that's God. God is through our superiors giving us a different place to serve. And so he's appointing us in those places and spaces. And man, like, Lord, like, give me the grace to rejoice and to be happy that they are going to be able to abide with you. And I will be able to abide with you in this beautiful way that only you can uh, know. Does that make sense? Or am I kind of rambling what I'm trying to say? No, I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I just love scripture because it's like, man, like, I was like, Jesus, I didn't expect him. And and really St. Joseph was just very much present, like during the the time before the blessed sacrament, I could just perceive Joseph praying for me. And, um, cause he is just a witness of, of total detachment and total abandonment to the will of God. And man, no expectations. Just like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, God's will be done. So yeah, my, my glory story is just the word of God is awesome. And if you, again, I said this last time, if you have not prayed with scripture today and you're listening to my podcast, press pause, go pick up the Bible and listen to Jesus speak. Cause me and father Mark Mary, though we love Jesus, we are not totally inspired by the Holy Spirit. Our words are not without error, and we are not infallible. And so if you want the infallible word of God to be totally inspired and errant, then pick up the Bible and read a passage from the Gospels and let Jesus speak to himself. And then come back to the podcast afterwards, uh, for sure. And, and then rate us and review us and you know, you know know all that jazz, too, uh, so that more people can find out about the show. Follow Mark Mary. What's up with you, man? Give me a glory first, story. First of all, just hearing you share that, it gets me so... like I, like. It gets me really fired up. I was feeling that pretty deeply. Just that again, the because what I what I loved about what you were saying was what you were revealing underneath it is just like what this looks like when you're when you're saturated with scripture, and then it's like from this place of prayer with scripture that you you look out right and just how you can see what the Lord is doing through that. It's just the Word of God is such a gift, right? Oh, the Word yeah. of God is such a gift, and and when it, we can really sit with it and allow it, allow it to soak in, and that becomes like how we are interacting with the world, and and like we're coming from the word to the world and back and with the word it's just it's such a gift and it's such a beautiful thing and uh yeah so that's you got me i just want to re-echo that to to get into the word every day 100 percent. praise god praise god Amen. praise god um is, is there a particular passage that you're drawn to right now in this season of your priesthood yeah yeah it's just i i it's just kind of popping anew is um Right there's the story of of the like the, the little guy with the, the few loaves and fish right and he gives them to Jesus and then Jesus is is feeding everybody and just having the experience of like just with I I feel like I'm that little kid right now um just some of some of like if it's the book if it's the podcast if it's the ascension if it's some of my work in ministry like locally in person there's a, there's like a there's a fruitfulness 
that is like so not me and so disproportionate to who I am. And I just like, I know like that little kid, right? He brings the loaves and fish. Like he knows very tangibly what he brought. And then he sees these thousands of people getting fed and mm. just like, and it's just, it's, it's so overwhelming. Mm. And just, so that's kind of been a prayer and, and an experience. And then just, um, I meet with, we, we have a mutual friend like Michelle Bentinger, right? Love her. And, yeah. And she, and she's beautiful. And I, I actually, I meet with her husband every week to help navigate responsibilities and all this stuff. And, and the word came up from him is like, we want to be about multiplication, not addition as a way of discerning. And just seeing that, right, this is what, what I've already been experiencing is, is the Lord multiplying like the little I was bringing to him. But in that is also this invitation is like, make, you got to, you got to remain, you got to stay with the Lord. You got to stay in that pocket because he's the one who multiplies our time, our efforts, our, our fruitfulness, our apostolate, all that sort of stuff. So it was just like, it was this real, real invitation in that to like, to remain with the Lord and to keep, to keep bringing whatever I got, to keep bringing it to him. Cause yeah, ultimately the fruitfulness, it's, it's got to come from him. Amen. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, that is a passage I've been drawn to lately as well. And just like with the understanding of like, all he's calling me, I'm the vocation director for, for my diocese. And man, it's like, it's, it's beautiful, but it's difficult. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's, I don't see the same fruit that I experience as, as I'm a pastor too. Like in the parish, the fruit's a lot more tangible. And, and, uh, but in prayer, I was, I was praying with that scripture and I was like, whoa, like, Lord, all you're calling me to do is, is bring them to you. You, you're going to do the rest. You're going to form these guys. You're going to heal these guys. You're going to like, you do all that. All I got to do is invite them to you and you do the rest. And he does it through seminary formation, through spiritual direction, through their confessors, through their counselors, et cetera, et cetera. But like, all I got to do is just bring them to him. And so it was um a beautiful like weight off my shoulder of like, God, like I'm putting too much pressure on myself right now um, yeah. because yeah, you're not asking me to do that. That's what you want to do. So yeah. Mm. yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, that's good. Let's go ahead and get into the topics for today's show. Right, first question for today's show comes in from Anonymous. Anonymous writes this. Hey, Father Josh, I've always struggled with prayer. I've tried Lexio Divina and the daily exam and adoration, etc. I do feel closer to God sometimes after praying, but I can't help but feel that my praying is really just me thinking about life and coming away with a new perspective that I came up with on my own. How can I make sure that I'm hearing God's voice during prayer and not just hearing my own voice or working out my own problems on my own anonymous. Father Mark Mayer, what you think? My my first thought is just going back to kind of what we were just talking about, right? Is is um is I do think there's a particular grace and a confidence we can have when in our prayer time we do we're, we kind of root it in the scriptures. Yeah. You know, because that I think that's that's really where, when we, of course, when we go to the scripture, we do have this confidence that we're we're encountering the word of the Lord, right? And we're countering God Himself in His very life. So I do think that at least to to kind of address that first concern about whether or not it's just me in my own own mind in my own head, like if we're if we're going to scripture, we have a little. We, we can still get get in there and confuse ourselves a little bit, but like we have a lot more confidence when we're allowing the the word, encountering the word, allowing the word to speak to us. 
I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, we need to be rooted in the Word of God. I think sometimes we prioritize spiritual books and podcasts and videos and all those other things over Scripture. But the more time we spend with with God in Scripture, the more we're going to become aware that yeah, this is definitely His voice speaking to me right now. And this is and we, we can tell the difference between God's voice and our voice. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just find like whenever I'm rooted in the Word of God, then the, re- the rest of my day I'm able to like reference back to him you know like jesus he reveals everything to us he reveals how he responded to every situation he reveals his words i can discern the difference between my voice and the voice of the enemy the voice that condemns me that discourages me that tempts me that lies to me versus the voice that challenges me and 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 encourages and affirms me like, like christ and so i would say yeah number one is definitely stay with scripture um and then two for me it's you know, we're not always going to like have insights when we pray. Like, like, so we're having a conversation right now and, and we might come up like, wow, I got an insight from Father Mark Mary today. But whether I have the insight or not doesn't mean that I didn't hear Father Mark Mary talk. Like, so whether it impacts my soul uh, in, in, that, in that emotional way, it's kind of irrelevant. If I'm rooting the word of God, I'm going to be able to see the fruit of it through my virtue. Like there's something about, I become more patient. I become more kind. I become more gentle. I brood a lot less. I become more grateful. Uh, so we see it, I think in, in our actions, uh, whether or not like we're, we're, I would say growing in our relationship with Jesus, um, through, through prayer. Um, but not always through feelings or insights or inspirations, because we might be in a season of dryness for a long time and where we read every day and nothing speaks or nothing stands out to us, but we still, we still were attentive to his voice. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And and one of the things that I've been harping on a lot lately is just this idea that discipleship is a team sport. Mm. Like when we're following the Lord, like it's not it's not just me, like and Jesus. That's like there's an essential part, there's essential grace which only can be received like me and the Lord, like in intimacy and prayer. But also like I need I need community and I need others. But I think also discernment's a team sport. Right. And so if you're struggling with whether or not like you're just hearing yourself, whether it's the word of the Lord, like there we are invited to um to bring to to bounce it off other people. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, that's that's super, super helpful. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, fellowship community, right? The Lord sent them out two by two. Um mm-hmm. so good, so good. Yeah. And so I would encourage you, Anonymous, to uh, if you are um, intentional and consistent in your prayer life, then now might be a time to begin to see a spiritual director as well. Um, if you're not, I would wait until you're you're consistent and intentional first, because um, one of my friends, she's a spiritual director and she has a rule. And her rule is whenever someone comes to her, she asks them, like, like, did you pray this past month? And if they say, like, no, then she's like, all right, I'll see you next month. Because if like you're not praying, like we have nothing to talk about. Like so, I, I need you to at least be like intentional with trying to pray, trying to show up, and then we can like find out what the Lord is saying. But if you ain't going to Him, like I can't give you nothing. And so, um, since it seems like you really are intentional right now with your interior life, and it might be a good time to reach out to your diocese, your parish, to find out if there are any spiritual directors who are available who can accompany you in your relationship with God. Speaking of relationship with God, next question comes in from another person who will remain anonymous, and it is about divine intimacy. Uh, hey, Father Josh, love the show. I only discovered it recently, but it has helped me tremendously. My question is that I struggle a lot with intimacy, particularly intimacy with God and Jesus, but also intimacy with friendships and familial relationships. So I was wondering if you had any advice in regards to this to provide some context. While I have a great Catholic family, We're not very close, and I've always felt quite distant from them on an emotional level. 
I've also had a few abandonment issues in relation to friends and family. Because of this, I feel like I really struggle in terms of my prayer life and forming a close relationship with God. I've heard friends express how intimate their own relationship with the Lord is, but I've never really experienced this. I know not everything should be based on my feelings and emotions, and I try my best to pray and talk to God every day and receive the sacraments as often as I can. Yet, I sometimes feel so empty and desolate inside. Does this make sense, or does, does this make me a bad Catholic? I'm also at a stage in my life where I'm, I'm trying to discern my vocation. And while I would like to get married and have a family one day, I've never been in a serious relationship or had a guy pursue me, even though I'm in a lot of Catholic circles. So I feel like this just adds to my whole experience of abandonment and desolation that is also pouring into my spiritual life. Thank you. Praying for you and for those who are listening. Anonymous. Padre. All right. All right. I think at first just want to kind of like take a moment to, to reverence the struggle and the difficulty and not just start to, you know, speak advice into it because, yeah. um, yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like anonymous struggling, right? And it sounds like whoever this, this author is, is, is going through something that's like serious and pretty deep. And I don't want to just pretend like a couple of quick words for myself or you are just going to, you know, make the whole struggle go away. The, the first sense I have, and again, I don't, I don't know this person and I would want some more information is just to kind of explore how, how deep kind of the internal struggle and pain is and, and whether or not, because sometimes, right, grace builds on nature and, or always grace builds on nature, but sometimes we can feel a block to the Lord because of something else that's going on. And, and if there is the struggle with like abandonment and there is some, like, if it is real struggle with, with friends and family, perhaps some sort of like counseling might actually be part of the way to address some of the natural blocks to intimacy with others, which is potentially blocking their their intimacy with the Lord as well. Yeah, I, I, the first thing that came to my heart as I read uh, your story, Anonymous, was was to encourage you to, if you have not already, to reach out to someone who's a, a Catholic counselor, um, a therapist to accompany you, uh, specifically with the the abandonment wound. That's something that you can also bring to Jesus in prayer, and He wants you to bring to Him when you're when you're ready um, to to share that part with Him. Uh, he will not abandon you. Like the Lord loves you so much, He sees you, He knows everything about you, He knows who has abandoned you and how that made you feel, and and He wants to love you in that. And so, uh, when you're ready and when you feel inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, He will go there with you, and and He will prove to you that He will He will never forsake you. He will never leave you, no matter the circumstance, no matter what you do or what has been done to you. Um, he will not leave you. He 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 loves you through and and through completely. I would echo uh, Father Father Mark Mary that I think um, counseling. I, I I have a counselor. I haven't. I've not been to my counselor probably in, a, in a, a while, but I have had a counselor where I was going at one point very, very often. I think it was every other week or something like that. And it was super helpful for me in my relationship with the Lord. And so many of my friends have counselors and their counselors have also been helpful for them. I think um, spiritual directors are good, but whenever there's like abandonment wounds, rejection wounds, I feel like those types of issues are best dealt also with a counselor um, separate from and in addition to a spiritual director, somebody to walk with you in that, in that capacity. As far as, yeah, the way that you pray to, you know, um, one of the dangers of one of the gifts of community is we can, you know, bounce ideas off and discern things with one of the dangers sometimes is we might begin to compare our, our way of encountering God to their way of encountering God. And so like, there are some people, uh, anonymous who just aren't very emotional at all. And, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you aren't an emotional person, whether it's because of your personality or your family makeup and history, um, but in your prayer, you're not either like 
you don't have to be emotional to like grow an intimacy with God. There's different ways of, 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 of experiencing and expressing intimacy. And, and sometimes I think when we hear people talk who do have an emotional relationship with the Lord, it might make us think that I'm doing something wrong. And so uh, encouragement is to like, to, to not look at other people. Like when Peter was with Jesus and John was walking and, and Peter said, well, what about him, Lord? And Jesus said, don't worry about what I'm doing with John. Like you look at me. And you have your own unique relationship with God, and he's going to love you in your own unique way. And so just I would invite you to be, to be attentive of how God is trying to love you, because uh, he is trying to love you, and, and how you are trying to love God, because it sounds like you are sincerely trying to love God well right now. So um, just be aware of, of, of comparison to others and how uh, that, that's not necessary you know, for your relationship with God. Yeah, Father, and I think one encouragement on, on how to pray for it is definitely honestly, right? And, and I think that... Um, like it's a beautiful like it's a beautiful purge to tell God like keep it real right tell him tell him how you feel tell him that you don't feel anything tell him your struggle tell tell him what you want and I, I really like to look at the Psalms kind of as both both model and encouragement in this because in the in the Psalms we have these Psalms like lament we have like Psalm 22 right which which come off the Lord's lips on the crucifix like my God my God why have you forsaken me and I just see like this is scripture and I believe that that in these Psalms the Holy Spirit is giving us both permission to be honest with him, with our anger, our frustration, our difficulty, our loneliness. So he gives us both like permission, but also some models. Yeah. And so perhaps perhaps it might be good just to look at some of these Psalms, the Psalm 22 again is what comes to mind and kind of make that your own. Dude, yeah, so true. One time I was praying in my chapel and I asked the Holy Spirit, I was like, how do you want me to pray right now? I just, I perceive the Lord say, just pray the Psalms. I was like, whoa, it was so beautiful. That, that was the same, like Jesus Christ prayed every single Psalm. Like he knew the Psalms. He knew them back and forth. And like, ah, oh, it's it so powerful. It, especially when you like we pray with, like we read the Psalm, like what was the emotion behind this Psalm? Like I'm, yeah. there, there are some Psalms where they're like, it is desolate and it ain't getting better anytime soon. And right. if that's where we're at, we need to be real. But like this is where I'm at and I'm not going to jump to the next Psalm where it's like, but everything's good, Lord. Like you, I trust you. He's like, not like, stay there. Stay right there, where it's like, Lord, everyone hates me right now. Boom. Like, all right, that, that, was, that was my prayer time. It was good. Um, yeah, so so true to the Psalms. God does give us a path to communicate. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So and I was, hopefully that's helpful. We'll be praying for you, certainly, um, and uh, and the healing, the ongoing healing. And uh, to answer your question, does this make you a bad Catholic? No, you are not a bad Catholic. You are good. God sees you. You were created good. He loves you. You are good. So do not believe the lie from the enemy that you are a bad Catholic. Um, you are not. You are a good, beloved daughter of God the Father, and he delights in you. He totally delights in you. If I, I would encourage you to pray at Luke 15, uh, the prodigal son story, but particularly just like focus on the father, focus on how the father delights in the prodigal son um, and how the father wants to celebrate the son. So every time you do pr- show up to prayer, whether you can perceive it or not or feel it or not, the father is celebrating because you are his and you are, you're giving him your time. And so you are just, you're a consolation to his heart. And um, it, that, that's, that's the truth. That's who you are. And, and as far as your vocation or discernment, again, just focus on the Lord, you know, um, his will is for you to be a saint. I think sometimes we make an idol out of state of life vocations, out of marriage, out of priestly religious life. There are saints in heaven who were never married. There are saints in heaven who were never priests. There are saints in heaven who were never consecrated religious. And so being a, a priest and a religious and a married person, that's a means to the end, but the end goal is to be a saint. And so whether or not 
you ever enter into religious life or our marriage, um, like, as long as you are abiding with Jesus, like that's what matters the most. So I just would encourage you to continue to to remain with the Lord. Like love Him and let Him love you. Like that that's your your primary vocation is to love God. Um, so. Before I go, is there anything else you wanted to say, Father? All right, cool. Yeah, I'm just gra- I'm just grateful you you touched on that part too. That, that part about her asking if it made her a bad Catholic, because uh, that's just yeah, that's a lie from the devil, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's just not that's not it at all. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna dive into our final two questions about silent prayer and praying out loud, and also praying for the conversions of loved ones. Reminder: You can check out my boy Father Mark Mary's new book, Habits of Holiness. Uh, and that is available at assistionpress.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What if you could see that the infinite God is present in your life? What if it was as simple as stopping, opening your heart, and allowing yourself to be found? I'm Danielle Bean, an author, speaker, and host of the Girlfriends Podcast. In my new book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, I share wisdom from the saints, real-life experiences, and prayer practices that help you to see, know, and grow closer to God in your everyday life, no matter how busy you are. If you've ever been inspired by stories of great saints but wondered where that leaves the rest of us, this book is for you. In it, we explore how we meet God in joy, pain, other people, prayer, and in the awesome gift of the sacraments. Join me on this journey of letting go, being still, and allowing God to meet us right here, right now, right where we are. Order your copy of Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday at ascensionpress.com. All right, all right, all right. We are back. Welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash Josh. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats and share us on your social media pages. This helps other people find out about the show. If it's a gift for you, potentially it can become a gift for other people as well. Final two questions with Father Mark Mary, the author of Habits of Holiness with the community of CFRs and the host of uh, Poco de Poco podcast. Poco a Poco. Poco a Poco, which means in English, eh? Little, little by little. Little by little. Yeah, little by little. First, we're going to address the first question from Steve. Steve says, silent prayer versus praying out loud. Hey, Father Josh, thank you for the work you do. I get a lot out of your podcast. So continued prayers for you. My question is about prayer. Been a confirmed Catholic for a few years now, and I'm a little confused about silent versus out loud prayer. I know that God hears all of our prayers, but when should we pray out loud versus silently? Does God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit hear all prayers, whether silent or out loud? And what about the saints? Do we need to pray out loud for them to hear us too? Thank you again, and God bless you, Steve. All right. I think I think helpful just to define kind of like out, out loud prayers real quick and what we understand those to be in the church. And probably uh, there's probably two types, which would be like uh, the vocal prayer or like the formal liturgical prayers, right? So these are prayers given to us in the church. These are the prayers that we're saying saying in mass. These are the prayers that might be, that would be part of the liturgy of the hours if, if you, if you're celebrating that. And so it's, it's given to us. It's, it's, um, we kind of refer to them in churches as liturgical prayers or vocal prayers, but also someone might be kind of on their own, just, like I have a good friend of mine who used to have an hour drive to and from work every day and it was by themselves and so they would just talk out loud to the Lord. All uh, right. And so that's like, there's a little, that's just a different type of praying out loud. But so I think our Steve, Steve noted, right, that the Lord hears it all. The Lord hears it all. There are certain prayers, which the Lord gives us through the church, which are formative and, um, and, and and kind of like we have to honor like you you honor the the words that we pray at the liturgy right you don't yeah. mess around with those you know um but but where there's space for kind of freedom 
then you can pray that out loud or quietly. Just uh, certainly, I think I'd be conscious of who's around you, right? Like if you're in a chapel with a bunch of people in adoration, that's probably Bro, that's not the a, a worst. Time to, <laughs> that yeah. is, the, I mean, you live in community too, so I imagine yeah. sometimes like a new guy joins your community and he's like super zealous. And uh, he's like, hell, man, full of grace. Like, say, bruh, say, bruh, not right now. This is silent holy hour. <laughs> exactly. What, what, do you, what were you thinking about uh, Yeah, same now? thing. Vocal prayer could be written down. It could be um, out loud. I think it's good to make the distinction between liturgical prayer, uh, rote prayers, and spontaneous prayers, charismatic prayers. Um, there's a proper place and space for everything. And so, like you said, like when you're in mass, if the priest says the Lord be with you, like you saying with your spirit, like don't give them the silent treatment. Um, so there are certain times of the day, uh, where we are invited to pray out loud, uh, to pray the vocal prayers. And then there's other times where we are invited to enter into deep into the silence, um, into the interior where it's just a place for he and I have to go. And yet yeah, the Lord knows all of our thoughts. And so as long as we give as far as the saints go, if we give them permission, we don't have to speak it out loud. If we interiorly invite the saint into our imaginative prayer, then they can go wherever they're invited, right? Um, and so they're not God, but uh, they certainly can be invited to those places and spaces that are silent uh, as well. Sounds good. Yeah, good question. All right, final question of the day. Praying for the conversion of loved ones. This is from Megan. Megan says, hey, Father Josh, first of all, first of all, let me say... You can't accuse me of all these things you know that you are guilty of. Sorry, that's our music outbreak for the day. That was from uh, Keisha Cole. She had a song called I Should Have Cheated, which is a terrible thing to say. You should not have cheated. But I want to say thank you so much for everything you do in the podcast. It's so refreshing and exciting to hear from a priest who's relatable, fun, and inspiring as you are. been a Catholic all my life, and my faith has always been important to me, but it wasn't until the last few years that I really tried to strengthen my faith and ask questions about Catholic teachings and learn why we believe what we do. Your podcast has been a great resource for me, not only for my own learning and spiritual growth, but it has also helped me educate my non-Catholic boyfriend on my beliefs. That leads me to the question. I was wondering if you had any advice for how to pray for the conversion of a loved one. My boyfriend loves God, follows Jesus, and is strong in his own faith, but his faith does not believe in the Trinity, the divinity of Christ, and I have a great concern regarding the salvation of his soul. I know he has free will, and God won't make him do or believe anything specific, but I struggle with knowing what or if there's anything I can do to help with this conversion of heart. Any advice and many prayers would be so appreciative. God bless you, Megan. Padre? All right, Megan. Uh, great question, and I'm grateful that I'm grateful for the journey that you're on, and um Father Josh, I'm grateful that you're kind of you're you're part of it. You know, it's beautiful. Um, I I have two go-to recommendations for how to pray for a loved one, and and the 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 principle that's part of both of them is stealing from a quote from uh, Pope John Paul II. He says that the greatest force in human history is prayer united with sacrifice. Mm. And I think that's I think that's really beautiful and freeing because it's particularly like a loved one or child or something like that. We can feel that like we have to get in there these conversations and really kind of get in their stuff to like f to to save them, right? But I think it's I think it we can, but it doesn't always it doesn't always work. It's not always the space. It's just like not not real or or not not possible. And I th I find a lot of freedom to know that prayer united with sacrifice is is a greater power power and greater force than even my words of persuasion. And so 
it just gives me a little bit of freedom, a little bit of space, a little bit of peace when I, when I kind of live from that place, right? And as the the baptized all share in sort of the the, the priest the priestly identity of all of the baptized, we're all invited to to make prayer and sacrifice to the Lord. Part of this is for the intercession and for kind of the healing and the conversion of of ourselves and of our loved ones. And so, uh, probably for the sake of this conversation, I'll maybe just recommend one. I am a big proponent of praying for somebody united with like one small consistent sacrifice. Uh, it's not it's it's not a big thing. It's not a crazy thing. So I'm thinking of like, can you, for this person for like six months, can you say some sort of prayer for them every day and not eat chocolate chip cookies? You know, or if it's like you you really love, I don't know what would be another one. You really love dark chocolate. All right, for, for six months, can we just like not have this dark chocolate and, and pray for this intention? And I've experienced this in my own life I first started doing it with one of our apostles, which I was kind of the director of. And every week something would go wrong. And I started to pray and just gave up peanut butter for like a year. And there's, there's, there was just like this spiritual covering and this peace and the protection that was over this apostolate. And, I've, and I just feel like really confident in this as well for praying for other intentions, particularly those of our loved ones, their conversions, things like that. Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> peanut butter jelly time. Hey, what you, so, um, <laughs> sorry. That's my mind. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Padre. I again, this goes back. To, so I was uh, in my my little small Bible. I write a lot in my small Bible, and I wrote the other day. And I just I just saw it the other day. Whenever I was like, so I wrote years ago, but I just saw it the other day. Uh, Jesus, he allowed people to see him pray. Um, like he, uh, John seventeen, when he prayed, um, obviously someone saw it, right? He, they, they, the disciples saw Jesus pray. They saw on, on the cross, he prayed to the Father. And so his prayer wasn't something that he hid all the time. There was times where it was just he and the Father alone in a, you know, a, a place of solitude. But yeah, and just how powerful it is when people see us pray. You know, whenever my parishioners see me pray, like they don't just hear me talk about prayer, but they witness. So Father Josh is in the Adoration Chapel. Uh, Father Josh is praying his rosary in the neighborhood. Whatever it is, like there's, somehow, for whatever reason, God does a lot with that. So I'll just encourage you to like have your own personal prayer time where it's just you and the Father in a hidden room praying, Megan, but also maybe just al- allow him to see you pray, you know, and, and he say he's a believer, so invite him to pray with you. Like when you're together, invite the Holy Spirit to come and just see what God does. God is bigger than us. And I think sometimes we put God into a box and we, 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 sh- we try to approach God as if we need to be safe. And God's like, I asked Peter to walk on water. Like he asks us to do things that aren't comfortable at times. And maybe he might be inviting you to say, you know what, like, uh, boyfriend, whatever your name is, like, let's pray together and just see what the Holy Spirit does. And, and then also, in addition to that, like, just allow him to, like, see you pray. Like, if you are ever in the car together, you know, pray your rosary and just see what happens. Um, in addition to your to your sacrifices and penances, which is Father Mark Mary says are so so, so powerful. Fasting and prayer is so, so necessary, both and. Uh, they're not optional. I mean, Jesus says in the gospel, when you give alms, when you fast, and when you pray, he doesn't say if. And he doesn't say do it for Lent. He says, like, it's like supposed to be a normative part of our of our relationship with the Lord is to live a life of prayer and penance. Um, and, and in fact, the word repent, whenever he used the word repent in the New Testament, repent, believe in the gospel, the actual translation is do penance and believe in the gospel. And so, like, uh, we are definitely invited by the Lord as disciples of Jesus Christ, to be doing penance on a regular basis, um, even just small things, not like don't don't go be a martyr unless God calls you to that. But um, yeah, so I think prayer, sacrifice, 
and then witness the witness. You know, Paul six says the world today does not listen to teachers. We only listen to witnesses. And if we do listen to teachers, because that teacher was first and foremost a witness. So yeah, that's what, that's what I think. So cool. Yeah, so, sounds good, Father. I appreciate that. And there's a whole book about this called Habits of Holiness at www.sisterpress.com by Father Mark Mary. There is, a, there is a chapter on this part of, of what it means to be to share in the, in the priesthood of the baptized and offer sacrifice and, and stuff like that. So that's, that is, that's in there. So next time Father's on the show, what we'll do, Megan, is I'll just get him to read that chapter. It'll be like a, a bedtime story time with Father Mark Mary. And, uh, <laughs> Perfect. It'd be, it'd be great. Uh, man, it's been a gift to have you on the show, brother. This has been good. I, I, um, I'm grateful. Very grateful. Yeah, Father Josh, great to connect with you again, and I look forward to, um, to connecting sooner than later. I guess, are you going to be at Seek this year at the end of the year? You going to that? I, uh, I'm hoping to. I haven't been invited yet. But, okay, cool. But I hope to. Yeah, so maybe we'll catch up there. Um, All right, poten- potentially, and then uh, or oh, I'm going to Michelle's house uh, over the summer, so I should tell you when I'm going, and then mm-hmm. you should plan another trip down there to go hang out with Michelle. Then we can all hang out. Together. I think Sister Miriam might try to get down there too, and uh, so we we can make a big party out of it. Crew together. Yeah. All right, awesome. sounds good. Cool, man. All right, well, this has been a gift. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, do you want to close with prayer? Sure, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We bless you. We trust you. We're grateful that you tell us that you love to hear our voices. And um, we pray, Lord, especially for for all listeners. We pray for all of those who are struggling the most of the time, this time, particularly in prayer, those who might be feeling discouragement. Lord, may you give them confidence, hope, perseverance in prayer. Uh, Jesus, we love you. We trust you. Um, and we just beg your mercy, your grace, and your peace in our lives and in, in this world. And we make this prayer in the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so funny story real quick. I was praying with my spirit stretch on the phone the other day and I, uh, I was driving and we're on the phone doing spiritual direction and he just like breaks out in tongues and like, mm-hmm. and then I break out in song and it ended up like it was been at least this 20 minute prayer session over the phone. And I was just, as you were praying, I was thinking like, Lord, like, wouldn't it be cool if me and Father Mark Mary just like broke out like a, a, a praise session <laughs> and uh and anyways but yeah man thank you for the beautiful prayer it uh oh, yeah, yeah of course of course it'd be fun yeah okay God all right man all well right. God bless you brother I will see you in the Eucharist all right amen thanks Father Josh bye. <laughs>